Greetings and welcome to Heroes of Tomorrow, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am your host and game master, Aaron. Heroes of Tomorrow is an actual play of Mutants and Masterminds, the world's greatest superhero RPG, from Green Ronin Publishing, and is set within the connected version of Earth Prime that can be seen in other offerings from the Untold Stories Project, including Nether War, City of Destiny, Guardians of Haven, Gemstars, and Freedom League Dark. Mutants and Masterminds is a D20-based system which allows players and game masters to create stories featuring all of the greatest heroes of their imagination. And speaking of great heroes and great players, uh, I have an amazing group of players here with me today. Uh, we will have them introduce themselves now, going in reverse alphabetical order. Tell us who you are, where else our listeners can find you, who you're playing, and answer our question of the day, which is, has your character ever been in love? Or at least thought they were since, you know, teenagers. And we will start with Wiki. Hi, Wiki. And you can find me all over the network, mostly on Tuesday nights, where I would either the GM or Gemstars or the resident octopus in a mech suit or City of Destiny, depending on which one of those shows is currently in season. I play on this show. Uh, Jason Beaumont, also known as Bolt, who is the protege and adopted son to Fletch Beaumont, who is the bowman of our universe. And to answer the question, do cars count? Because <laughs> yes. if, if not, then no. <laughs> Jason hasn't really um, discovered that he has hormones yet, so... <laughs> Uh -huh, no, he has not been in love with anything other than uh, mechanical things, specifically like cars and motorbikes and hot pockets. Hot pockets. Oh, hot pockets! Yes, <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> I went through love. Pizza hot pockets and justice. <laughs> <laughs> justice a little bit, but p pizza hot pockets, one hundred percent. Hi guys, I'm Kat. Um, you can find me in Nether War and Freedom League Dark playing Centuria or Guardians of Haven playing Ursa, Calvin's cool twin. The better <laughs> twin, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you agree. Tonight or today, whatever time you're listening to it, I am playing Cassian Quinn. Cassian is a Lafondian who is still discovering what he wants from life and has an agenda. As for the question of the day, yeah, Cassian has been in love, or at least he thinks he's been in love before, with a boy named Jasper back from Lafondi, but um, that was before he realized that he was bisexual and was comfortable saying so, so he sort of hid that from the world. You can read about that in a blog post that will be released at some point, if it's not already released by the time this comes out. And for now, he's, you know, developing a new crush. Who knows where that could go? So, wait, he's developing a crush? I'm I don't know. Cool. You have to listen and find <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. I, uh, you can find me around the network on either uh, our old podcast, which was Something Something Dragons, where I went by Blue, or uh, on Tuesday nights playing um, Mary in uh, Gemstars. And today I will be playing Alex, aka Wildcard. Uh, to answer the question, I almost definitely, uh, they. Uh, had multiple. Uh, Alex has had like crushes on just plenty of people because I mean everyone has that moment in middle school, um, or at least 
that I know of had that moment in middle school where it was the, oh, hey, that boy is kind of cute. And then for me, was the, oh, hey, that girl's kind of cute. Huh, a lot of people are cute. The only difference is that Alex kept that mindset and I realized I don't like boys. But they've never really like had any relationship or anything. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Calvin. I am in various things around the Untold Stories Project Network, including Freedom League Dark and Gem Stars and Guardians of Haven. And if you're over on YouTube, uh, I'm on the Win With Dice channel, where we have weekly gaming streams and tabletop RPG podcasts. For as for who I'm playing, I'm playing Vincent Walker, aka The Speed Demon. And to answer the question of the day, I mean, much like the best Ninja Turtle, he does machines, so I don't know if this is something that's even... <laughs> come to mind for him to be honest it's not something he thinks of because he's always focusing on like i mean not even focusing he's always like splitting from one subject to another so i don't think it's impossible i just think he hasn't really given that any thought at all and he would not be aware if anyone like had feelings for him uh hi everyone my name is brandon you can see me around the network as a portal in our city of destiny game uh, as well as the Emerald Gemstar in our Gemstars game. Uh, today, I am playing Damien Irons, the angsty teenage son of an octopus in a mech suit. And to answer the question of the day, uh, no. Uh, Damien has uh, not been in love with anyone because love is a sucker's game and it just makes you weak and vulnerable. Oh my god. <sighs> this <Yeah>. kid. <laughs> Yikes. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and I am uh, I'm a lot of things. A lot of nice <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm the line developer for Mutants Masterminds. I am the GM for our Freedom League Dark game. I am the GM for Guardians of Haven, and I play Ethan on City of Destiny. What's going on? I also played a werewolf who liked to throw cars at people. It's probably not related to our border frame. <laughs> uh, and if you're on YouTube right now, I also played Jim Gordon in a Batman fan film that just was just released on April Fool's Day. That is really exciting. And that's true, that's not an April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the movie is Cult of Riddles, so if you want to look it up, I'll be over there doing cop things. As for who I'm playing today, I am playing Henry Barrister and Eddie Bear, two sides of the same furry coin that are here to wreak havoc on Freedom City. Or save Freedom City. I guess it depends on who's in charge today. <laughs> As for the question of the day, Henry has never been in romantic love, but he is open to the possibility. So I, I just got to say, because when you said two sides of the same for a coin, for some reason, I started thinking triple. Cover moments. So when last we saw our heroes, uh, having now all settled into their rooms at Claremont Academy and uh, realizing that whether they particularly like it and are comfortable with it or not, they're going to be a superhero team together. Our heroes had settled into their rooms. There was some chatter, some flirting, some unintentional flirting, a lot of pizza and Hot Pockets being consumed, and uh, some very disturbing tears. <laughs> and shenanigans. Oh, shenanigans. Everyone had gone to sleep. They were aware that Headmaster Summers had said that there would be combat training at noon that day, or at least a chance to see the facilities. They were all woken up at 7 in the morning by a message saying... Uh, that there was a mandatory floor meeting at 8 o'clock down in the basement. That's where we uh, we will pick up with our heroes today. So how are you all reacting to this uh, this announcement? Browns. Well, Jason usually gets up at 6 anyway, so... It's too... Yeah, Vincent charges up pretty quick. Like, 
once he's awake, he's full of energy. So he's like, oh no, I only have an hour. And then and like a finger snap, he's basically ready to go. I imagine that Damien is, well, Damien is going to roll back over right afterwards, but I don't think Jason's going to let him get away for that. Now, he will pick up a pillow and throw it at you, throw it at Damien about 7.30, and just be like, dude, up, let's go. Cassian was up until 12 with Jason and then spent the next two hours daydreaming about their future together, so um, (laughs) he got very little sleep and groans as soon as he sees the text message come through, but will throw himself out of bed and get dressed into his normal jeans and leather jacket. Henry has been pretending to be asleep this whole time, so he will wake up when it's supposed to. (laughs) Alex, so you get this message, but as you're, like, looking at your phone to to read the message, you're having trouble breathing? Like... Your nose seems to be all filled of, like, gunk, and you just have, like, aches all across your body, and you feel really, really cold, mm-hmm. and you are completely unfamiliar with this sensation. No, I'm not doing this today. Alex is going further into bed, but is also expecting that probably at some point someone's going to come down to their door and be like, get out, but is not in the mood, like, oh god. Pardon me, Alex, we do have an, uh, we have a res- we have an appointment this morning. I'm not that today. Shall I report on your absence? I mean, mandatory meeting at 8 a.m. If you need a doctor's note, I can write you one. <laughs> I've never been sick. Henry, you do you have treatment? I do have treatment. Uh, what do you get with taking 10 on a treatment check? That's like the that's like the one thing I can do is Henry that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, if I take 10, I get a 22. So you're. I mean, just with one look at them, you can say, oh, Alex has a cold. <laughs> you have a cold, Alex? A what? A cold. Would you like me to get you some Advil? I... sure. I will reach into my little uh, doctor pocket and I will pull out a bottle of Advil cold sinus. Dude, I've never been sick a day in my life. Uh, apologies, everybody gets a little sick sometimes. But that's alright, that's, that's actually what I'm here to help with. I have never. Never, never? Never, never. Like, stories of how it was remarkable when I was a little kid never got sick. Well, then I think perhaps we should skip the meeting and head on down to the infirmary and run some tests. I'd rather go to the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> As your physician, I recommend heading with me. As your roommate, I'm not getting tests run on me at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Are you afraid of needles? It's fine. It's just a little needle. You'll be all right. No, I'm not afraid of needles. At least let me I'm... take your thermometer. Your temperature. Your thermometer? <laughs> <laughs> Give me your thermometer! <laughs> no, not the thermometer! It's my only thing! You will never see your precious thermometer again. <laughs> <laughs> That's Edward's true villainy. <laughs> now we find out the dark side to Alex's uh, break ins that Alex left lava lamps but took thermometers. <laughs> <laughs> No, Alex has never stolen. You're trying to get Mercury's attention. It's the wrong god. <laughs> I don't want any of the gods' attention. Last time a god noticed me, I got a lot less powerful. Last time a god noticed me, sick! <laughs> mm. I'm going to put my hand on Alex's forehead. Yeah, they put that together. To the temperature. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've probably got, like, a temperature of, like, 99 degrees. I mean, a slight fever, but nothing 
significant. Honestly, the kind of thing that most people would be like, ah, this sucks, and then get up and go about their day anyways. Never be me. <laughs> Never me. I if I get I was like I get up and I'm like okay well I don't feel good anyway. But Alex has never been sick. I'm going to reach into my uh, other pocket and bring out a mask and I will hand it to Alex and say if you are going to a company there's a chance you're contagious. Please wear this while in the presence of others who can get. And I will accompany you to the meeting. But if I see any wooziness or wobbliness, we're heading straight to the infirmary. I'm gonna be your time. I've seen my friends when sick. I swore an oath to protect those who are ill. <laughs> Not and to do no harm, but occasionally, uh, occasionally my body is forced to do harm. Gotcha. So as soon as Alex goes to get changed, though, Alex is just putting up an illusion around them. Which is nothing except they- just to make sure that if they are looking a little woozy or wobbly, it doesn't look that way. Okay. Sure. Because they do not feel like having tests run on them. Fair. So at 7.45, if there's any members of his team that are not yet out in the hallway getting ready to go to this meeting, Jason's going to start knocking on doors. Just <laughs> I mean, Alex needs a moment, but Alex is coming out. You, you already know that you have to knock on your own door. Jason will continue to beat Damien <laughs> with pillows until he gets out of bed. Oh, he's, he's getting out of bed. He's just moving slowly because he's a teenager and it's 7.30. And you kept him up till midnight. <laughs> I did no such thing. <laughs> no, that's all Cassian's fault. <laughs> yeah, Alex will be out there. Yeah, Vince is out there for sure. Are you including oh. Cassian as part of the team? Uh-huh. Cassian is not out there yet. He's gonna be like, Dude! Cassian opens the door and sees it's Jason. <laughs> and literally turns white as a ghost. <laughs> be alright. You look a little... Yeah. What are you doing? What's what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? He looks at his watch and goes, it's 745. We got a meeting at 8. Right. 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 Okay, let's go. And then he'll just go. That wasn't awkward at all. Does he say that? Does Damien say that? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say he's walking by. Cassian will shoot daggers at Damien. He's like finishing putting his shirt on and he's like, that wasn't hurt at all. <laughs> uh, puke. You know what? Everyone, give me an insight check. What? Something. Ooh, that's a seven for me. I got a nine. Henry got a 23. I am distracted. No way. <laughs> I got a 13 because I cannot roll well. I got a 10. Apparently, making sure everyone is at this meeting is very important to me. <laughs> I like oh Henry? Yep? You would realize that despite the fact that the uh, message said floor meeting, the only people who seem to be getting up and moving are your team. Um, Mr. Beaumont, I, can I bother you for a moment? Yeah, yeah, what's up? I just noticed that we're the only individuals on this floor who are getting ready for the floor meeting. No. Huh. Do you suspect this is something nefarious? I mean, I do now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over to Amelia's door and knock on it. She's probably already down there. Yep, there's no answer. Although you would you would notice that on her door there's a, uh, a like a whiteboard with, you know, where, where people could like leave like, you know, magic marker messages and, you know, wipe off like a dry erase board. Mm-hmm. And it says floor meeting eight o'clock a.m. in the basement on her door. 
Where did the message come from? Came from the uh, RA account for your floor. All right, eyes up. Let's see what this is. And he will head down the stairs. Hang on just one second. And I'm just going to go ahead and knock on Amelia's door. There's no answer. Then I'm going to go ahead and open Amelia's door. Use your powers to uh, to open the... I'm just opening it just to see. And, and, and I say out loud, I just want to see if she's actually in her room or not. So you open the door and her room, now that you're actually taking a look at it, is this bizarre mixture of like a lot of Egyptian, like like posters of like the Egyptian gods and like little like model pyramids and obelisks and stuff. And then the rest of it looks like Hello Kitty threw up all over the room. You do see that there is a litter box in her room, although it doesn't look like the litter box has been used. So either she is incredibly good about cleaning it or it's for show. Her bed is made, but it's that kind of made where, you know, it looks like it was... I pulled the sheets and the covers back over, but it was slept in. And um, yeah, that's, that's what you see in her room. She is not there. That's all I was looking for. So I'm like, open it, like a couple seconds, look, close it. She's not in there, so this has a better chance of being legit. All right. As I said, eyes up. Let's go. Before we go, um, Cassian, what's it? Um, yeah. Mr. Quinn, I just wanted to apologize for my behavior yesterday. It was most un- It's, it's all right. I was not myself, but I, I appreciate that you are here and that you are willing to help. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, of course. And while I was lying in bed last night, I did have some ideas for how to spruce up that car of yours better. You did? Well, yes, you can't be driving around like that. I have some ideas for how to make it a uh, vertical takeoff aerial vehicle. Wow. And <laughs> mid-step, Jason turns and looks at the bear and goes, we're going to talk later. And then turns back around and goes, okay, seriously, let's go. Henry puffs himself up a little bit and goes trundling off after everybody else. His little feet going so fast. Uh, Cassian will like walk up next to Henry and be like, hey, man, like, do you want to tell me about it on the walk over? I can carry you over if that's not weird. I will go for upsies. <laughs> <laughs> And Alex is going to be at the back just trying to not fall. And Vincent is at the front hoping everyone hurries up. As you get down into or towards the basement, the, the basement of your dorm is very much designed to be a common area. It is designed for basically it's where people hang out. There is a large lounge down in the basement where there are couches, a large TV, a couple of uh, monitors that are hooked up to video game systems. There are two pool tables down in the basement, three pinball machines that rotate through. Also in the basement, there is a laundry room. There is also, there are a couple of bedrooms down in the basement, but not a lot of them. There's uh, two doubles and two singles. Uh, most of the basement is made up of the lounge. And as you get down to the lounge, especially you, Vincent, because, you know, speedsters and food. Yes. <laughs> you are overwhelmed by the smell of sugary cereal. <gasps> and as you come down into the basement, you see Amelia wearing pink fuzzy pajamas with uh, her cat sitting there near her. And the large TV in the room has a, it's frozen on a screen 
that is probably taken from like the late 80s, maybe early 90s, about a Saturday morning cartoon spectacular as Amelia sees all of you, or sees you first, Vincent, and says, all right, come on in. This is very, very, very important. And she puts on a very mock stern face, but it is clearly a mock stern face. It's eight o'clock. It is, but this is important. Is all of this. It's important at eight o'clock. Once all of you are in the room, she says, so this is absolutely vital. And it was something I was told that I had to do because ever since the very first next gen team had their first mission, the Saturday morning afterwards was spent watching cartoons and eating cereal together. And you guys had your first mission and I was sworn that I would fulfill the duties and make sure that you, that this tradition was carried on. So, uh, welcome. And you know, it's hard because like, Apparently, cartoons used to only be like a Saturday morning thing. Like, but apparently, like, like you could only watch cartoons like on Saturday mornings on like three channels. They had like cartoons then, and like that was like it for kids to watch cartoons. So, yeah, I know it's kind of weird because like you know we can watch cartoons whenever we want. But welcome, and I didn't know what kind of cereals you guys liked, so I kind of brought everything. Oh. Everything is my favorite. <laughs> Alex just kind of sneezes again and is like, is this what we're at 8 a.m.? I mean, it's supposed to start at 6.30. I thought I'd let you guys sleep. Yeah, that's better. Look, I'm sorry. This is just a weird day for me. Are you okay? I'm going to give Alex a look like we could go get tests on instead if you want. We're not doing tests. <clears throat> just sick or something. Which is new. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, Damien will grab a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Alex will get cereal, but we'll sit, like, off to a side to not be next to people while sick. Yeah, Vincent's already got, like, two bowls. Five. Right now. <laughs> 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 He's sitting at, like, whatever seat is, like, directly centered towards the TV. We'll just give Vincent the box <laughs> and a jug of milk next to Vincent so that he can pour more right next to Cassian will look at Henry in his in his arms and be like, "So you ate that candy bar? So do you do you eat?" I can only eat things that are offered to me by children. What? I don't understand how the metaphysics of it works. If a child offers me something, I am allowed to consume. Do you get hungry? I do not. Do you want cereal? Am I a child? Do you want cereal? If they have raisin bran, I will. Do they have raisin bran? I offer him the sugariest, most <laughs> healthy option possible. Here, you should. Here, I want you to eat this. Daedalus, though. Daedalus. <laughs> no, come on. Let's be serious. Daedalus's cereal would not be the super sugary one. No, no, no it would be brand flakes. Johnny Rockets. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Rockets, which are you know, sugary with little rocket marshmallows and <laughs> like. It turns nope. the milk. It turns the milk chocolate. On the side of the box, it's rocket. <laughs> right. That's where we got the idea for the catchphrase. Was <laughs> Alex was like, "I saw that cereal once on the side of the box. It said it's rocket time." So like, that's what it's. I really is. hope Steve listens to these episodes at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassian will sit Henry down like in a chair with the bowl that Damien got him, but he will also go and get him a bowl of raisin bran. 
and bring it over to him. So he has two bowls. Like you can eat whatever you want. I offer this to you, or I don't know if I have to say some weird. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make it like weird. <laughs> I don't understand how the vocal element of it works, but I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. And I will. I have to eat both bowls because they both offered me one. I've decided it's nothing I'm allowed to. It's I'm required to. If a child can't say something. <laughs> right, because that's that's how that works. Yuck. Which probably means that you also eat a lot of things that are not really food. I get a lot of plastic apples. <laughs> Play-Doh. Play-Doh, yeah. Alright, so as you all get your cereal, if you all get cereal, did, did uh, Jason get anything? Yeah, he's looking for the uh, the pops, whatever oh, you're the... you're gonna uh... say hot pockets here. <laughs> no, that would be hilarious, but no, no, no. Uh, whatever this universe's equivalent of corn pops is. Okay. Yeah, so you don't get right. cookie crisp. And he's going to sit down and be like, Speed Racer. I've got that. And uh, you then realize that uh, Amelia has hooked like a hard drive up to the TV with just like a lot of old, like 80s, 90s, 70s, Saturday morning cartoons connected. Um, complete commercials because the commercials were sometimes the best part. Uh -huh. Oh God, this whole thing is making me spontaneously break my hip. <laughs> I'm so confused. Are you geriatric, Brandon? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> and and Jimmy just made me break the other hip. What? Wait, what? You made him break the other hip because you actually are a teenager and don't understand any no. of this. Look, okay, I'm sorry. What I have an equivalent is at like early mornings on the weekend, Disney Channel would air the new episodes. There'd be new episodes on like 10 a.m. But after like a certain point, my parents woke up and then I wasn't able to watch anymore because there were cartoons that they didn't want to watch and I could not. That, that's it. So yes, Amelia will uh, pull up an episode of Speed Racer and... What is... Is this actually a show? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. It is old school anime. Yeah. What? Anime? There was a movie too. There was a movie. There what? was a remake in the 2010s as well. So there was. I, I which like... honestly is probably what Amelia actually has on the hard drive. But what? so as the episode gets started, Amelia will say, "So, all right, now that like Headmaster Summers isn't like here, tell me about it. Like, how'd it go?" Henry tried to eat my face. Alex just sneezes again. Correction: Edward tried to eat your face. Yeah, so what happened when I was inside? Um, I made uh, an illusion of Johnny Rocket. Unclear. Uh, the bear freaked out and started trying to, I don't know, kill everyone. Well, we were working on a device to stop the weather vane, and, uh, well, I took a few creative liberties with the design, and it was a bit frustrating because I also almost kind of set Dr. Bear on fire, and uh, I guess those things weren't a really good combination. I am very uh, partial to not being. I mean, to be fair, I'm also partial to not being set on fire. So I mean, same. Yeah, but I don't think you throw cars at people when you're you know, threatened with being set on fire. I mean, I think if I could, I might. Amelia raises her hand. I also like to not be set on fire. <laughs> um, no, but we also uh, had Johnny Rocket illusions. Um, and when I did that, um, I don't know what exactly happened, but I made Firebug look like Johnny. And then he went yeah, I saw flying. That part. I saw that okay. Part. I don't know if you saw it though, but Mother Mistress arced him out of the sky. That was pretty cool. I mean, 
practically speaking, that was awesome. Uh, um, and then I made another Johnny Rocket and insulted her with it. And that made her mad. Yeah, I made Johnny Rocket slam into the uh, weather woman. Yeah, and then we beat her, and then we took her, her weather stick, which actually I, I kind of wanted. I don't know where it went. Uh, Summers has it. Oh, okay, I'll get it later. <laughs> is that ruffian from the Thieves Guild? Is he alright? The one that Edward was... mangled? I mean, they didn't say anybody died, so I'm sure he's fine. There were no casualties, so yeah, he'll probably be fine. I feel like we might have gotten into more trouble if, like, we killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, he gets real grumpy about that. Like, I mean, like I... that's very much against the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Should Although, be Marty got awfully close a few times. So, Doc, what exactly is the deal? I was hoping to avoid having to talk with this with anyone. Suppose if we're going to be working in close conjunction, you should know. I was created by. Toy Boy, a malevolent spirit able to animate to- and the version of me that came into this world is Edward. He is vile and violent, brutal, everything that Toy Boy infused within him in order to help him conquer the world. I was a soldier in Toy Boy's army during the other war, and through time, I was able to wrench myself free from Edward's control and assume and to take over the body. I spent some time with a family in Freedom City before Edward started to leak out. I had to find some. Oh, so it's like an old movie uh, fight club. I suppose so. I was thinking more of the strange taste of the case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but yes, I suppose that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Because, like, in the other one, like, he was fake, right? Edward is very real. Right. He he is the powered version of myself. He is able to do, do a great many things. Um, absorb punishing attacks, lift large weights. I caused a localized earthquake once. That was interesting. Um, but he... Did Bowman ever tell me about fighting this teddy bear? <laughs> Not specifically, no. Um, okay. I mean, he was... Honestly, Eddie was one of many minions. And Okay. But you would be familiar with the fact that Toy Boy has superpowered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And super strong teddy bears does not seem outside of his uh, repertoire. If we are lucky, you will never see Edward again. Yeah, we just gotta keep you from getting stressed out or anything. Yes. When my, uh... That will work, keeping you not stressed out as a member of a superhero group. I was gonna say, at this point, I feel like we need Morgan Freeman's voice to come in and say, <laughs> <laughs> they would, in fact, see Edward again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh, maybe, uh... Maybe, maybe Edward just needs, like, friends. Therapy. Edward desires two things in this world, Jason. He desires violence and conquest. But we also ro- robbed the bank. Hoping to fuel his criminal em- enterprise, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Do you know that for a fact, or is that just how you feel about him? He and I have not spoken about it. Okay, just so... If we try to get it along... It's only what him. I have observed when I am trapped in my own body, paralyzed behind his... I mean, you know, maybe he... Has similar feelings about you. He does seek my destruction. Exactly what I meant, but okay. <laughs> that would fit with the whole Jekyll Hyde thing. Yeah. So how long have you been like this, holding him off? Uh, I have been in control of the body for three months of the year I've been here. Oh. And yesterday's appearance was the first time he has appeared since I was taken in. So do you get like a like a warning or something before he shows up? No, I've run several scientific tests trying to understand the exact parameters of his emergence, but 
when he comes, he comes, and there's nothing I can do to offend him. Maybe science isn't the thing here. I, 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 I. All right, so, like, we never fought Toy Boy, because, you know, we didn't. But I remember reading about him, and I thought all of his creations were just powered by his powers. Like, they're a part of his will, not, like, that he actually, like, made real people or teddy bears. <laughs> The metaphysical plane of existence that I hail from is not studied often by people who are toys. Okay, that's fair. I The best way I can explain it is that I am tethered to some kind of dimension of imagination and playfulness that all children are able to tap into. So like Willy Wonka. It's some kind of magic thing, like in uh, Caves and Creatures. Oh, I love that cave. It is magic. You know? I've got a very important question for you, Henry. Before... Toy Boy did his thing when you were just a teddy bear. Did you become conscious and move around when other people, when people weren't around to watch you? No. Did you just? Toy Story lied to us. I actually find that movie to be quite hurtful. <laughs> There's a couch here. Lotso was a jerk, man. I'm grabbing a like pillow or something and tossing it. <laughs> okay, but seriously, do you remember being a teddy bear? I was many toys before I was a teddy bear. My consciousness flowed from toy to toy as children summoned. Okay, so you're... Okay, definitely magic. Oh. Definitely magic. You're like a toy elemental. Yeah, yeah. You should talk to Dr. Metropolis. I don't think he wants to talk to me. Why not? Because I knocked down a Petey's popcorn. Does he hold a grudge? Does he like Petey's popcorn? I assume all of it is him, correct? He is the elemental of Freedom City, so when you knock down one building, you punch Dr. Metropolis in his face. If that were the case, then all of the heroes would be repeatedly punching Dr. Metropolis in his face every time they got in a fight. Right, I was going to say, I mean, I don't think he seems like the type who would hold a grudge for that, because, like, I mean, God, look at the property damage that, like, Centurio is responsible for. He'd be super mad at me. Let's not bring up Centurio. <laughs> right? Centurio like, didn't I... do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he going to hold a grudge against the, the old guy that, like, I don't know, has a medical emergency while driving and like wrecks in the building? That seems weird. All I know is that authority figures are usually, are usually wrathful being. That is not my experience, but okay. All right. Well, um, this was, uh, fun. Um, <laughs> so, we take uh, the rest of the story. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, well, we were fighting all the villains and we got most of them. Um, I, I think a couple of them got away. The one with the, I think the one with the mirrors got away. And I think I pissed off a Canadian guy. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But otherwise, I mean... I still don't think he's there. a real Canadian. If only because of the fact that he got pissed off. I don't know. This is a scientific mystery. He didn't say he was sorry once. <laughs> oh no, we ran into the evil Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Speed Racer's over? How about... Ooh! Ooh! I, I, here, this is one of my favorites. And Amelia uh, grabs the remote and puts on the Smirks. The Smirks? The Smirks! They're, uh, they're little tiny gnome creatures about three <laughs> apples high, live in toadstool houses, and are uh, thwarted by the uh, evil wizard uh, Schmarkamel. This show is the reason I don't like magic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to love this show. Uh, my, my, I had an uh, older brother who would, like, watch reruns of it on Cartoon Network, like, late at, late at night, and... I always preferred the, uh, underwater ripoff better. Yeah. The smorgles. So, uh, as, uh, as the, uh, the introduction plays, and you see this, 
the 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 smirks uh, running around and you know dealing with uh, wacky shenanigans, and then the uh, evil wizard Schmarkamel shows up and then stops and turns and looks at the screen and says, "Hey, next gen, it's time to play." Huh? Is this part of the show? And we'll find out more about that uh-huh. next episode. Oh no, am I going to the idiot box? <laughs> <laughs> Heroes of Tomorrow uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Green Ronin Publishing, used under permission. Ownership of these trademarks and copyrights resides entirely with Green Ronin, and their use here is not a challenge to that ownership. Heroes of Tomorrow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Green Ronin Publishing. For more information about Green Ronin and their products, visit greenronin.com. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube under the Untold Stories Project. Feel free to drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Finally, you can support us at patreon.com slash untoldstoriesproject. Thanks for listening.